Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, A Coach for the Coach. I'm your coach, Helen Williams, and we are building a community of sports coaches who want to be proactive about their coaching career, as well as building the next generation of student-athlete leaders. So today's guest uh, is Herb Courtney, and he's the CEO of um, Renaissance Search and Consulting. So he owns his own consulting firm, specializes in diversity hires, and we'll talk about that. But uh, I thought it was really important for you coaches to understand that process. It's sort of like this secret thing that's out there where coaches know that a search firm is being used, but they don't really understand um, how they work. So today we're going to spend some time uh, with Mr. Herb Courtney. So let me bring him on. Herb, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, for the next few minutes, um, you're going to really provide some valuable information for our coaches. And, and again, this show is about learning and growing. And part of, um, you know, growing in the profession is putting yourself in a position to get the opportunity that you seek. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. But I guess my first question to you is, tell me about the title of the company and how you came up with that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the title has to have some meaning and, and your logo and it should be able to tell a story. And, you know, for me, when I think about Renaissance, you know, I think about rebirth, some, you know, a change, um, you know, when you look at how we've hired in college athletics or really in general with hiring practices, there's so many things that can be refined. There's a lot of, um, inequalities within the hiring process. So there needed to be a rebirth, a, a change in how we view things, our mindset, and then making it better, right? So that's kind of where the, you know, renaissance came, um, you know, uh, just as as what I wanted my the firm to represent. And then if my logo is a triangle, right? So the mathematical symbol for a triangle is change, right? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to inspire change, um, you know, through action. So um, I think it starts with that. And, um, you know, so I wanted to be able to in our just in our name and within the fabric of the company, you know, change, rebirth, you know, a new mindset. You know, that's all the things that I want people to to really resonate with our brand. And so segue into kind of your specialty, you're you do a lot of diversity hires. So can you can you talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously diversity is a, it's a, it, it, it ranges, right? It's not just one ethnicity. It's not just one particular thing, but it's bringing people from all backgrounds, from different experiences with into the search process. And I think it's critical for, you know, to have a diverse talent pool to start a search. Then you can honestly say you pick the best person for the job, right? So, you know, if you don't have that diversity, then I believe you're you you're kind of just is not realizing the full potential of what your candidate pool or the position could be. So, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're doing that from the beginning, the inception of the search process uh, and making sure that that that's present. And so how do you help athletic directors uh, in the case of hiring coaches or presidents, um, you know, in the case of hiring athletic directors, how do you help them with 
that diversity piece. If there's someone who comes to you and says, hey, you know, we'd like to use the services. We're not really sure um, how to get diverse candidates, you know, but we know that it's important and it's part Mm -hmm. of what we want to do. How do you help them in that process when you have someone who uh, may not have a diverse pool of colleagues or friends, you know, to, to help them with that process? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's an education piece. It's great that, you know, if they come to me and they're aware of that, right, where they, they, they know that maybe their network isn't as diverse as it needs to be or they're not attracting the right candidates or diverse pool of candidates. So, you know, depending on the position um, or what it entails, there's so many different associations, groups, um, you know, organizations that are out there that can really help you know, serve as that catalyst, right? And and really be able to attract it. A lot of the times, you know, ADs or HR, they'll post positions in a couple different, you know, um, forums. And I think it's imperative that, you know, you really need to post strategically and intentionally, you know, within different, um, you know, areas and organizations that you know that's going to yield a diverse talent pool whether it's for coaching or um, athletic administration or in higher education, right? So I think having that approach to it where, you know, yes, we've traditionally posted in these different types of areas, uh, but yeah, I think we need to start posting in other areas where we can start attracting um, a more diverse talent pool. And then it's also utilizing, you know, your, your current employees as well, right? I think, you know, um, if you look at an athletic department and there's, you know, you have minorities within that department, I'm sure they're, they're part of certain organizations, right? Where, you know, uh, where there's the black coaches association or there's the, you know, they're just, they, they're, they're involved in a lot of different networks. You know, they, they have to tap into that, right? They have to utilize those employee resource groups where that just organically just expands their network. And and um, really getting the information one on you know what is the experience like at this athletic department, right? And two, you know, once you realize that and you realize the blind spots, possibly, um, you know, you can go out there and uh, have a a great plan to attract more uh, diverse candidates. So I think two words you mentioned that were really important are strategic and intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us an example of, of, of those things besides the, actually, besides where you're posting, like what would be something that you would use to help uh, a client be more diverse and, and strategic and intentional? Yeah, I think, you know, just let's just say um, an athletic director has a, you know, whether it's an external position, right? So I think, you know, there are so many organizations out there that have that focus, right, where they can pull together, um, you know, a, a, a network or, like I said, maybe even utilizing an employee resource group where you're you're pulling together people from your athletic department, right, that have different backgrounds, you know, having a diverse search committee, right? I think, you know, that's something that they can do organically that can really yield a more diverse talent pool. Um, and another thing is, you know, just, it's the one thing to reach out to networks, but it's another thing to really get to know candidates as well, right? So when you do reach out to that network and say, 
and let's just say it's, um, you know, MOA, for an example, and, you know, you reach out to Stan Johnson, who's the, the founder of MOA, and then you say, hey, Stan, you know, I love what your organization is doing. I would love just to, you know, individuals that you feel are at the top of their industry in whatever discipline, or it could be coaching or athletic ministry, I would love to build a relationship with them. That's intentional, right? Like that's mm-hmm. specifically telling you know them, I'm interested. I want to build a relationship. I want to get to know who's out there, and then we can start effectively, you know, pipelining candidates or putting candidates on, you know, a, a list or a database or or on their radar, uh, and, and developing that relationship. So there, I mean, there's a there's a lot of different things they can do. They can, you know, they can create candidate pipeline programs, right? There's, you know. Obviously, you're you know within within the coaching community. How many different organizations there are out there right now that cater to coaches, especially coaches of color? You know, there's the Women of Color Initiative. You know, there's there's the you know Black Coaches Association, the Black Coaches Union. You know, like there's just different organizations out there that they can easily build relationships with. It's just takes time, and you know, you like I say, you have to be intentional with that, and um, they'll be able to to really build out a list of candidates and, and create those relationships where when they do have openings, they'll, they'll have an idea of who's out there and already know who they are. Yeah. So essentially just taking the initiative to, to reach out yes. uh, to those, yeah. those different organizations. Now you were a college basketball player and mm-hmm. you were a college basketball coach. So tell me how that helps you in the role that you are in now. Yeah, I think, you know, I'll start, just as a player, you know, I was able to play for two great coaches, uh, David Henderson, who played at Duke. He was part of Coach K's first class that really turned it around and with Johnny Dawkins and all of them. So he taught me how to compete. And, uh, you know, everything is, you know, just a mindset. Right. And you have to have, you know, whether you want to be successful or whatever your goals are to get to that, you got to compete every day. Right. I think that's, that's a life lesson that I've taken from coach Henderson and, 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 and tries to apply to my life. And then, you know, coach Ross was um, another coach I had at Delaware and, you know, he was definitely a player's coach and, um, you know, really he was a very effective communicator, especially with young people. Um, you know, I think that's something for me, you know, when I'm trying to build a company and a firm and, you have to be able to sell your vision, your mission, right? And and, and how you're going to accomplish that. I think, uh, you know, Coach Ross, you know, really taught me as a player when when he was really trying to articulate his vision for the University of Delaware, you know, how we were going to get there, how we were going to play and getting everybody on the same page. I thought he did a great job of that, you know, um, as a player. And then as a coach, it's the recruitment process, right? You know, you got to be able to recruit. (laughs) That's, that's in that, in the business world, that's just business development, right? You gotta, that's getting those clients, people, getting people to buy in and, and, um, you know, getting them to believe what you're doing is going to yield results. It's going to have an impact. It's going to change people's lives. Um, you know, that's what you're doing as a coach when you're in those, you know, living rooms, talking to the parents and the, and the kids saying, you know, if your son or daughter commits to this university, we 
through those four years, we're going to make sure that they're prepared for life. Right. And, and, and you have to articulate that message to them and you have to be authentic and they got to you got to build that trust. Same thing in business. Right. So when I'm when I'm talking with administrators, when I'm talking with coaches, you know, um, on what I'm doing. Right. And and I, you know, coaches and candidates need to know that I care about them and that I'm going to give them opportunities where I feel that they can flourish, that they can grow and 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 really kind of change their trajectory of their career. And then the client has to trust that I'm going to provide the best talent that's out there. That's that fit for for that institution, you know, uh, you know, so they can take that program and to the next level. So, you know, I think both as a player and a, and, and a coach has definitely prepared me. Uh, it's you know, there's nothing like, you know, life lessons and, and learning and and basketball has done that for me. I've been very fortunate to travel the world. I was, you know, uh, in, fortunate enough to play overseas uh, professionally. I played in Argentina, Israel, and Turkey. So just to um, really just learn other cultures, you know, talking about diversity, right? Um, you know, learning other people's cultures, their their traditions, how they how they interact with each other. Each country is different, right? Um, so that that also prepares you for this as well. You know, just having that well-roundedness and how that experience has made me a better person, right? In mm -hmm. terms of my travels, right? Because I wasn't in the best city sometimes, but, you know, people were very happy that had less, you know, and we have a lot in the States. And for sure. Start, you know, so I thought that was very eye-opening as well. So those, all those experiences help shape who you are and the, the, the common denominator of that is diversity. Right. And and inclusion. So uh, there's so many facts and so many statistics that back the the um, advantages of having, you know, a diverse and inclusive workforce, uh, you know, institutions, you know, just for, you know, student athlete development and, and their experiences as well. So uh, because the world, whether you like it or not, is becoming more diverse. So, you know, you got to you got to be. Prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. So you were a player, then you were a coach. What prompted you to feel like that this was the direction you needed to go in terms of uh, starting a search firm? Yeah. So, you know, after I was done playing overseas, uh, I was able to really gain some valuable corporate talent acquisition experience. So I was able to work for the largest IT services firm in the country, uh, tech systems. And, um, IT focus. I'm not, I don't know much about IT. If you, you know, ask me how to code something, I could not tell you to save my life. Right. But, you know, we had to recruit on, you know, CTOs and, you know, chief diverse or technology officers or data architects, and you know, just different high level technical roles. And there's a methodology and a process you have to follow to really make sure that you're attracting the best talent that's out there for a lot of these, you know, we worked with a lot of fortune 100, fortune 500 companies, you know, so that, that really gave me the experience I needed from a talent acquisition standpoint to really learn that. Right. And, and there's methods to how to, you know, really find those individuals. And then obviously with my coaching experience, I think that opened my eyes to college athletics, you know, um, okay. just, just in terms of, 
diversity, you know, like, you know, at, at, uh, you know, the institution I was at, there wasn't a lot, a, a, a lot of people of color in executive roles. Right. So really in, in athletics, and that's not a knock on Binghamton, but it was, it was a fact, but you know, the more, the higher you go up in leadership, the less diverse it is. You know what I mean? So I think that was a, that was something that I wanted to really change. You look at the coaching landscape, um, you know, there's conferences that don't have any minority repre- representation, uh, had coaches. I just, and we're in 2020. I just don't think that's, I don't think that's good enough. Right. So I thought there was a lot of change that needed to happen, you know, with my search experience and, uh, with, um, you know, obviously being in college athletics, I wanted, I thought it would have been, you know, it was a great marriage between the two where I can use that talent acquisition experience to give me credibility in the space. Cause I'm not just a coach who just doesn't have any experience. Right. 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 I, it needs I, to I matter expertise. To, yeah. To, to lead a search, uh, because I've done it multiple times and, you know, using the, the experience I have within college athletics, you know, as a coach, being on the road, being at the different AU tournaments and peach jams and being in the gym, right. Knowing all these coaches, having conversations with them, you know, going to the final fours and, and, and the conventions and you know just some of the problems and challenges that we have as coaches, right. And being involved in those conversations, I think it gives me a unique lens to this space. So um, I knew that's something that I wanted I wanted to 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 really tackle and um, and I think you know having a platform leveraging that network that I've amassed over the last 15 years within college athletics and really being able to impact um, kind of led me to you know really starting this firm. Yeah, and you obviously need the subject matter expertise whether you're coaching or mm-hmm. you're running a search firm, so um, that doesn't change. Let's talk about diversity. Mm-hmm. For, for instance, there's a, you know, most people, when they think about diversity, they think color, they think yes. gender, but there are other types of diversity. So can you, can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's age, there's, you know, um, geographical, right. Where are you from? You know, just adding, you know, obviously the South is different than the North than the, in the West coast. You know, I live on the West coast now, right? Like, the West Coast is totally different than when I lived in Philly or Binghamton, you know, so it's just people operate differently. You know, uh, you know, there's so many other, you know, factors that that go into diversity. Right. Just even diverse thought. Right. People not having the same like mindedness is, is huge. Right? I think that that creates more. Um, you know, creativity you know, within meetings and and, um, you know, just different ideas that, that, that come to mind. So, you know, when people talk about diversity, yes, I think they focus more on ethnicity and not the other factors within diversity in itself. Um, but more importantly with diversity comes inclusion, right? So, um, when you do have a diverse, let's say workforce or, talent pool, um, you know, how are you going to make that inclusive, right? How are you going to make those people feel welcome within your workforce? So there's not a huge retention problem and it's not a revolving door and people feel welcome and comfortable and they can be their best selves, right? I think that's huge in coaching. 
you know, I think that's huge in, in, in just in athletic administration. That's huge for our student athletes. You know, so we, yes, diversity is important, but we also need to really focus just as much or not more on inclusion. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of where the conversations need to start really happening and, and knowing where our blind spots are so we can provide the best environment, you know, for our, for our, for our people. Yeah, I think that's the part that's, that's overlooked, the inclusion part, because you can get the people there, but if they're not happy in their environment, then they're definitely not going to be pr productive. And it's it's kind of you know the same thing as if, if you were coaching. If the players that you have aren't happy where they are and you're not treating them appropriately, then when the recruits come, you know, they're, they're going to get the truth and, uh -huh. and you're going to lose recruits because you, you don't have an environment where the people – uh, you know, that are around you, you haven't made them feel um, wanted and that their contributions matter for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I noticed on your page, I'm going to move now to just maybe some specific things for coaches. Uh, unusually, you have uh, a page on your website for coaches to go in and actually fill out and, and, and become, you know, potential candidates. And, and I haven't seen that, uh, you know, on other sites. Tell me, what went into that and why you decided to do that? Yeah, you know, a big thing for me is being accessible. So if you also go on my website, it says, you know, accessible and affordable, right? So I want to be accessible for, for candidates and affordable for, for clients. And a lot of the times, I think a stereotype of search firms is, is the exclusive, is very exclusive, right? You got to be on some database or a certain list or how do we get connected and, you know, finding that way to, to have a conversation with one of the firms. And for me, being a coach, being in that seat and saying, how can I advance and how can I develop and, and who can I talk to? Right. And I think that's, I think that's a big piece of it. And for me, I wanted to make sure that coaches have a platform where they can go and connect. Right. And you know what? I can't I'm not going to get or provide everybody a job, you know, but I can give you information. Right. I can give you direction and I can give you, um, you know, if I can help you connect or just from a development standpoint. I would love to do that. Right. So um, that's why I put that on my website, because, I'll, you know, collecting your information, you know, really to trying to develop an authentic relationship with the people that are out there that are interested in that. You know, so possibly down the, down the line when or, you know, there might be an opportunity that, that might fit you. You know, I know who you are. Right. So I think that's important you know, to really be able to provide that to, for coaches, right. Or, or administrators is just being accessible and, and, and learning about them and them learning about the firm, right. And what we do and, and how we, and how we operate. So I think it's a two way street. Um, you know, we, we follow up with them. It might take a few days, but you know, we, we make sure that we follow up with everyone that goes on that, fills out that, you know, little questionnaire and, uh, and start that dialogue. Thanks for listening to A Coach for the Coach today with special guest Herb Courtney of Renaissance Search and Consulting. As it stands, it looks like we need to bring him back next week for part two to further discuss how to work with a search and consulting firm to find your ideal coaching opportunity. If you want more coaching nuggets, head over to my Facebook group, A Coach for the Coach, 
where we share helpful tips to take your coaching career to the next level. See you next week.